Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay. Today, Joshua Ford rejoins us. He is the CEO and founder of Hip Train. Welcome back, Joshua. Thanks, Magic. I'm glad to be here. Now, in our last episode, we touched on a lot, and there's so much more we can explore here. So first of all, tell us who Hip Train Services. Yeah. So really, Hip Train is the most personalized it can get, right? And so the way that it works is that we, you, you sign up, you tell us what your goals are, you tell us your injury history, you tell us what you're looking for in a coach. And then we have humans right, that read that and we'll pair you with one of our coaches based on what you're looking for. So Magic, maybe the coach that you're looking for is someone who would not be a good fit for me. And that's totally okay. Right. And so we're going to pair you with a coach and you'll work out with that coach every single time. Right. And so whether that's your meditation guide, your yoga instructor, your personal trainer, you'll, you'll be with that same person each and every time. And so their job is to make it about you, right? Their whole MO is how do I build something for you? And so one of the things that I think we're most proud of at Hip Train is we've done 15,000 sessions but no single session has been the same. So it's been 15,000 unique sessions. So we have everybody from people who are 10, 11, 12 years old to people, I think our, our oldest customer is 84 years old. We have people in wheelchairs. We have people who are ex-Olympian athletes. We have people who are working out for the first time in their life. We have people who are trying meditation for the first time in their life. We have people who have done meditation for 20 years. And so whether you're a beginner or advanced, whether you feel really comfortable in the discipline or totally uncomfortable, um, we're here for you. We have, like I said, a, a range of coaches to pair with you to make sure that it's the right fit. And this is your first time ever working out. We're not going to pair you with someone who's going to scream at you and make you do push-ups and burpees and all that horrible stuff, right? And if you tell us that you want to become an Ironman athlete, uh, well then, yeah, we'll, we'll find someone who will, who will kick your butt a little bit and, and, and get you there. Okay, so I'm going to address something that's rather unpopular to discuss here in Australia, and right. that is the world of personal trainers that think screaming at you and making you vomit is okay, and that if you look on paper like a gym risk, that you should be treated as less than. I will use my own body as an example. Lots of damage, used to do powerlifting, used to have my own gym. Now, constant neck pain at about an 8 out of 10, stenosis of vertebrae, 
metabolic syndrome. So what I would look like on paper is a walking risk category. And many PTs here are certainly not trained to deal with structural imbalances. So for those that have these kind of extremes or a disability or some sensory issues or something, how can your team make fitness inclusive? Yeah, it's it's a really, really good point. And what we have found is people come to us after trying everything and saying, generally speaking, unfortunately, fitness is a one-size-fits-all approach and it fits people who are totally able-bodied and in good shape and that's just not where I'm at right now. And so we have trainers with different backgrounds and they'll put together programs for you. And one of the things that I tell our clients a lot is that ultimately as the client, you're the boss, right? Not not the trainer, right? And so when you say, hey, I've got a neck pain, that's eight out of 10. I can't do this. I can't, you know, doing sit-ups, for example, strains my neck. I'm not doing that. That's absolutely what we want you to say, right? We, we want you to share that information and be the boss. And the trainers, we train our trainers to be adaptable and to understand that and, to, you know, to look through their notes and keep copious notes on, you know, what you've said and both at sign up and then every session going forward. And so I think that um, part of it's what we look for in a trainer, right? So we don't want those people who are going to scream at your face and, you know, the boot camp instructor. And, you know, we've got a couple who can do that if that's what you're looking for. But really for us, what we look for in our trainers are people who understand the body at a really, really high level. Uh, and people who have empathy, right? And people who can build relationships and have strong EQ. Um, and honestly, we think that it's pretty much 50-50 split to make you a good trainer, right? Yeah, you can know everything about the body and have no EQ. You're just not going to be a good fit for hip trend, right? And, you know, obviously, if you have great EQ and you're a great human being, but you don't know anything about the body, you know, you're also not going to be a great fit. And so when we look for our trainers and we put them through our rigorous process to come on to hip train, we're looking for people who have both of those things, right? The knowledge and the expertise with the human body and then the EQ and the ability to build relationships and to listen. And it, it, it should be a two-way street all the time between our trainers and our clients. That sounds great. Now, listen, there's so many things that the body does to stay safe. And on this podcast, I talk about it all the time. You know, in functional health, we know the body wants to be safe. So for some of the listeners who maybe have had experiences with a fitness instructor or a gym and they kind of come to a machine or an exercise or a piece of equipment and all the alarm bells go off in their mind, what do you say to that feeling of needing to be safe? Yeah, well, look, I think you should trust your body first and foremost, right? And I think that whenever you don't know how to do something or you get to something and you say, well, I've, I've never done that before. I'm not really, you know, I don't know how this works. Or I, I just don't want to do that. I, I think it's voicing that and making sure that, again, you should be in the driver's seat here. You know, I think one of the things that we really want our clients to do, and, and this is something that we, we train our trainers on, is that when they're telling you your workout and they're working out with you, we want them to show you first, right? So really, you should never be just told to do something. You should be given the example of, what is the proper form? How do you do that? And, and then you can give it a shot if you feel comfortable doing it, but not vice versa, right? It should never feel like a, a quiz or a test where you 
are seeing, can, can you do this or you can't do that? Really, our job is to, to show you the correct way of doing it in a way that you don't injure yourself and then provide any form corrections that we need as you do the exercise. Um, and you know, one of the other things that we really want our personal trainers to do is work out alongside you, right? I think a lot of people feel awkward or feel judged even when it comes to working one-on-one. And we really want that to be more of like a workout buddy um, who's just really knowledgeable and, and really nice than someone who's kind of judging whether you're doing well, whether you're in shape, whether you're out of shape. Um, that's not really the vibe or the, the experience that we want our clients to have. Great. Now, Joshua, I'm opening the floor to you. What is something that you feel the listeners need to hear? Yeah, thank you. So one of the things that we've really seen at Hip Train and has opened my own mind over the last year is the importance of mental health, right? And yeah, I think thankfully this has become less and less of a taboo area, right? I think maybe even five years ago, definitely 10 years ago, this was something that people were kind of scared about and and didn't talk about and kind of tucked away or or put under the bed. And so one of the things that we've seen at Hip Train is that, you know, A, we've got a lot of people who are signing up and becoming Hip Train members who are actually coming to us because they want to relieve stress or anxiety. And, And they're doing physical training, but that's kind of the way that they're doing that. But uh, we also had clients come to us and say, you know what, I actually need some more, right? I need, I need more help with mental health. And so we went and we created a new vertical that we launched about two months ago. That's meditation, right? And it's guided meditation. And, you know, I don't know for people listening, uh, whether you've tried meditation or not, I, I'm someone who, you know, I've dabbled with it in the past. I've tried, you know, the, the apps like Headspace or Calm. I've tried silent meditation by myself. I've tried it in group settings but I've never really stayed consistent with it. And it's one of those things that I really would kick myself because every time I meditated, I felt better, right? And I, and I really did see the, the results. And especially if I could string together three, four or five days in a row, I really did feel less stressed and, and less anxious, but I had a hard time with accountability. And you know, just like everybody, my mind would wander and I'm, I'm definitely not the world's best <laughs> meditator, but what I found just training myself on the meditation side is having someone guide you and, you know, you just show up and they'll take it from there and they'll help you through that. And that accountability of doing it every single day or every single week or two times a week or whatever the kids you think is best has been incredibly helpful for me. And it's funny because as I've done it more and more, I crave it, right? And so I started with one time and then I said, okay, I'm actually going to do it two times. And I said, well, so maybe I'll do it three times. And you know, maybe I'll do it in the morning and then I'll also do it at night. And I'll, and that will be kind of a way for me to disconnect from work at the end of the day and kind of reset myself and rebalance myself. So I think one of the things that I, I would really urge everyone listening is to find time, not just for, for physical health, but mental health, whether that's meditation, whether that's whatever else that you find that is helpful, put as much emphasis on that as, as you do your physical health, because they are intertwined and we've just seen the effects you know, I've personally seen the effects and we've seen that with our clients as well. So in modern medicine, depression is the number one diagnosis and the number one prescription written is for antidepressants or SSRIs, the number two being statins. Now, these are both quite toxic medications and certainly do not address root cause. They cause more problems than they solve. 
Yeah. So how can fitness and meditation done in your own home alleviate the need for these introduced toxins? Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up, Magic, because personally I'm someone who believes exactly what you just said, is that you know introducing toxins to your life is really never the ideal solution, right? It, it just kind of creates more problems down the road. And um, you know, I think a lot of people who are on these these kinds of drugs really feel kind of a muted version of themselves. And, you know, I, I just think that it's a pity to not live your life in as much of a vibrant life as, as you can. And so if you, you are kind of muted, that kind of defeats the point, right? And so I'll speak just from a personal perspective. I am always in a better spot in my mental health when I'm working out, always. My girlfriend will laugh at me on vacation that I'm still going to want to wake up and probably try to get even a light workout. And even if it's 20 minutes, just lightly cycling or going for a long walk. And I always say it's not because I'm doing it for physical purposes. A lot of times I'm probably burning very few calories, but it's a mental health thing. And I know that if I don't do that in the morning, the entire time I'm laying at the beach or I'm walking around the city, I'm just mentally, I, I can feel the stress and the burden on me. And so for me personally, I kind of have to carve out and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be this like massive workout. It can just be a walk. One of the things that I started doing in COVID was, you know, everybody was shut in their their homes and and locked up. But one of the things I started to do is, even though I wasn't actually going to a physical office, I would kind of do a pretend commute, right? So I would just walk around my apartment a couple of times where I would, you know, in the beginning of COVID and then later on, I would go and, you know, walk around outside. And that was really, really helpful for me for, from just a mental health perspective of getting some exercise, but also just changing scenery and, and kind of breaking up, you know, getting out of bed and, and getting to my computer to start the day. And then I think from, you know, a meditation perspective, I think honestly, for me, part of meditation, part of the beauty of it is just being away from technology. And I think, unfortunately, while technology is great and enables many, many things in our lives, it also is just information sensory overload. And I think that if you think about kind of the cavemen and cavewomen, like they just didn't have the, the, the stimuli that we have today. And so I think that that can often be very unhealthy. I think things like social media can, can be actually quite negative sources. And so I think one of the beauties for me with meditation is just being away from technology, not feeling the buzz of my phone, not hearing emails come in, not checking social media and, and just having some time. Um, and again, like I said, I'm not the best meditator, right? My mind wanders. I'm thinking about what I need to buy at the grocery store, what I have to do. And I'm, I'm still working on becoming better. But I think just carving out 15, 20 minutes a day where you just think and pause. It sounds so basic, but if you actually think about how many times have you spent 15 or 20 minutes without any technology, without anybody else, and just thought and just let your mind wander and let, you know, just think. Unfortunately, I think for a lot of people, we just don't do that anymore. And I think it's a really healthy practice. Agreed. And as someone with self-confessed shiny things syndrome in her brain, <laughs> you know, meditation has always been a bit of a struggle because that moment that I am calm, quiet, peaceful, 10,000 ideas pop into my head. So for the listeners out there that do struggle, Keep persisting. This is a moment that you will get that aha moment when you really have calmness and stillness in your mind, even if only for 15 seconds. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, that's probably what I'm shooting for. If I do a 15-minute 
meditation, I'm probably aiming for 15 seconds of, of glory, right? Of just really finding that zen. And so just like anything, the more that you do it, the more comfortable you become, the better you get at it. And so whether that's writing a book, uh, painting, riding a bike or meditating, you know, just hang in there, keep trying and keep getting better. And I find in things that I'm anxious, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, you know, I travel a lot. I've traveled a lot for, for work and for pleasure, but I actually really hate planes. I hate takeoff. Uh, and so one of the things that I'll do before takeoff is I'll meditate and I'll, you know, I've got five minute meditations that I download on my phone and we'll just kind of close my eyes and meditate. And um, I find that that for me is the number one thing that helps me kind of just relax and and put myself in a better headspace um, before taking off. And so even if it's only a five minute thing, you, you can reap the rewards of that. Love it. And look, we do need to say the world is changing. People maybe want to leave home less. They're cutting back things in their life to really focus on time with loved ones, time with themselves, time with things that matter. So how does Hip Train help them with that refocusing, repurposing? Yeah. Well, I think that one of the things um, that, that's really great about Hip Train is that you can do it from anywhere, right? Everything is done via video conference. And so you can do that from your house. You can do that from outside. You can do that from a hotel room. You can do that from a friend's house, right? You, you can do it from a gym, but it allows you to just, again, carve out the time. And I think that for a lot of us, we get into these routines and then we have to travel for work or we go and visit family and we get thrown out of the routines and it takes us some time to get back into them. So I think one of the things is, you know, the portability of being able to do it wherever you find yourself, right? I think you're right. Like a lot of people, you know, COVID obviously is an awful thing and, and a lot of people, you know, really suffered with COVID. But I do think one of the silver linings is that people got to slow down for the first time and maybe forever. And, and really got to re-examine things. I think you're right. People kind of said, well, maybe I do want to spend more time with loved ones. And maybe I do want, you know, to spend more time at home, whether that's working from home or just, you know, maybe not traveling as much. Um, and so I think one of the other great things about Kip Train is that because you don't have to commute, right? You don't have the extra 20 minute drive to the gym and then 20 minute drive home, right? So we have a lot of people that carve out 30 minutes in the middle of the day and maybe it's part of their lunch break. Maybe they just take a break from work. But, you know, you can pretty much do the workout, jump in the shower real quick and be ready to go all within 45 minutes, right? You do your 30 minute workout and then, you know, 15 minutes to shower and get back and back in front of your computer for your next media. And so I think that just being able to save time and, and just save complexity. And we have a lot of older adults who use hip train. And one of the things that they say is, they love not having to to leave their house and being able to do it from the comfort of a house and just not just the commute that they don't have to make, but the, the comfort and not feeling that they're like a fish out of water in a gym and they don't look like everybody else. And, you know, we have a lot of people who are brand new to fitness, right? And who may not be in the peak shape of their life. And so for many people, it can be embarrassing, right? To go to a gym and, and look around and say, wow, everybody looks great except for me. Right. And, and you really feel that. And so I think that one of the things that hip train really helps people with is, you know, making you feel comfortable and making you feel wherever you are. Right. And so whether that's, you know, you're doing it at the foot of your bed, you're doing it outside on the lawn or, you know, or you're choosing to bring hip train to a gym and, and you're doing it in front of other people. Uh, and so we're able to kind of work with people wherever they want to do that. And um, I think that's been really helpful with this, you know, like you said, magic, this reckoning of 
what people are looking for and where, where they want to be. Most definitely. So people can find you at www.hiptrain.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Thank you, Magic. I appreciate it. I have loved these last two episodes and I really do urge the listeners, jump on, give it a try, see what it's like. That's exactly what I'm doing later today. So try it. Well, we'll we'll love to help everybody. Listeners, this was your episode 222. Joshua, thank you for your time. Sure. Thanks a lot. And listeners, thank you for your time. Go ahead and leave us an Apple review, Spotify review, a review anywhere that you're listening to us because we really do appreciate you. Jump onto our Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast and tell us who you want to hear from. Do you want Joshua to come back? Do you want uh, him to do maybe a guided meditation or one of his his instructors to do that? Do you want to hear more about depression and fitness? Because, you know, we can really open this podcast up to you. This is your podcast. For now, go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.